Welcome to Every Nation Dorado. We hope you enjoy this message. So, any takers? Who would like to be the first person? I mean, I was astounded at that statement from Vision 2030. And, and, and it's just, I mean, that comes from a national document. Goodness, guys. Sam Niuma was just on another level, that guy. Thank you. Just introduce yourself. Yeah. My name is Kavemunu Shikuduvei. I just want to ask the doctor one more question. Can you please do some research based on why the 20 countries in the East and Southern Africa went and signed an agreement without consulting their people. What was behind that? Were they given money? Just a question. I don't know. What was the promise? Because as you just unpacked it now here for us, it is very clear none of those things were on their mind when they uh, accepted this program. What, what, what was the thing which drive them, drove them to come to such a decision, which is so hurtful to our people, which is so contrary into the African context. What, what was the, the, the driving force behind it? Thank you. Clear question. All right, uh, good morning, family. Uh, my name is Ismail Topoli. I'm also a teacher in HOD, and to be honest, I can relate to this topic very much. And um, over the years, I have always also been a person who have been guiding learners. And to be honest, I've learned one thing about knowledge. The issue here is not whether we should teach our children or not. See, knowledge is like a weapon. It is the same as doing giving a child a gun. And you say, use it for self-defense. And if you give a nine-year-old a gun for self-defense, you can expect what he's going to expect. I'm a man of principles. And I know, with all due respect, you have quoted some scriptures. But what is important is that you need to see the principles. In Genesis 14, 14, the Bible reads that Abram armed his trained soldiers to go to war. You never give weapons unless it's time for war. That's the principle. It is no need to educate these children about all this if they are not going to partake in that right now. That's the principle. Secondly, the Bible says, therefore, so God gave his only begotten son. I like the word only. If God Almighty didn't give us an option, he gave his only. Why should we give a lost world options? The only way is to be honest is to abstain until you get into marriage. It's the only and as children of God, we are supposed to be advertising or at least emphasizing the message of abstinence more. Because what we are trying to do here is like we are trying to help the rebellion of our society. So I just want uh, to consider that. Are we aware of what we are doing to our children? because we cannot give weapons if our children are not ready for it. Thank you. Okay, last question, and then we're gonna get answers from you. We'll come back again. We'll come back to the second round, okay. All right, so the ladies in beige. We both have beige. Hi, my name is Katrina. Um, 
I'm a member of this church. Um, there's one thing that I wanted to mention, and it's, it's not from a biblical perspective, because one of the things that was on the point was that it's scientifically approved, um, accurate. And one of the things I disagree with is um, the transgender ideology, because gender dysphoria is a real condition. It's a real disease. And telling a child to take hormones and have their body cut up to look like a woman if they feel they were born in the wrong body is not going to solve that. The suicide rates of, peop of transgender people that have had their bodies changed to um, look like the opposite sex is very high. It's the same rate like people that were living in the concentration camps in Germany. That is not normal. You have your body changed, you're on a high for two years, and then you realize the issues are still there. This, this program is not scientifically accurate. I'm sorry. All right. Some comments we had. Maybe we can just give the panel a chance just to reflect on the comments that we've just had and answer the specific question about what's in it for us. What were we promised when we signed this agreement? Um, I'll hand over to the panel, please. There's a microphone in the middle, but you can also have this one. Oh. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, since this is more comments and personal views, I think there's not much from this side to say because people are giving their comments and views based on what they heard. Right, uh, let me take the podium and make some clarifications. Um, I'm taking uh, the, the comments and, and the presentations from my colleagues. I want to start with this book, or with this file. Yeah, uh, how many of you have read this book? Right? Okay. I would like uh, you to, it's, it's on uh, on website. I, will, I think I will, uh, I will see what I can do to, to give the, the, the website to, so that people can go through. All right, um, I want to, to react to say we, we have two modes of training uh, teachers on comprehensive sexuality education. We have what we call face-to-face -face mode. And this is to clarify terminologies and they put it into Namibian context. The, we, 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 don't, we don't use this in the classroom. What is in here, it's not what is given to the children. This is a resource. It's like a textbook if you are doing your, your, your studies at the university or wherever. It's a textbook that you consult. And this textbook is an international textbook which each and every country has the right to take what is relevant and what is irrelevant. Ms. Nifikwa, can I ask you a question then? So if that is for the teacher, what does the child get? Yeah, what does the child get? Uh, it's only that we don't have time, otherwise I can present the curricula. But what do they get? Do they get a book? Do they get an online yeah, there curriculum? Are text, the, uh, life skills teachers, are you in here? Yes. The syllabus, and the syllabus is based on what? The, the, How the, similar, the, the, the what is in here that is in the syllabus for the children? That's the essence of what I want to know. That's what I want to say. Mm. Let me show you this, right? Uh, is this the, yeah. Okay, uh, no, let's go back. go back. Is this the very first slide? All right, okay, okay, throw it, throw it again. Okay, but uh, that, that one was history. Let's, let's go ahead because we don't have, don't have time. We have, we have career guidance, go ahead. Okay, holistic wellness, grade four up to grade 12. We have topics that are age appropriate. 
And I would like, uh, and I would like life skills teachers who are in here to explain as to what do you teach a grade four child. A grade four child, how old is he or she? And then your information is to say, why did we decide to start uh, at that level, at that age? Uh, we have more research, my doctor. We have more research in Namibia. Rich information here. YCSE. The recent was 2017, done by the University of Namibia. You see? Which is much more worrisome Okay, apart from research, I am in the Ministry of Education, and we receive hardcore raw data from schools, from circuits. How many teenage pregnancies we have? For example, one region only, Ohangwena. Since 1999 up to last year, there is no year which they have recorded less than 400 learners' pregnancies. There is no year which they record less. So, so, that, so, so, so since this is a question and answer session, yeah. I then want to ask you, why have you not entrenched the teenage pregnancy curriculum, which the government already had, my future is my choice. Why yeah. have you not strengthened those curricula? Why have you chosen to step away from that totally? And why have you chosen to go to comprehensive sexuality education? Okay, let me re respond like this. Comprehensive sexuality education, all right, thank you. Comprehensive sexuality education colleagues, this is an umbrella term of all programs. All programs. We have natural science and health education as a subject, grade four to grade seven. We have life science, grade eight to grade 10. We have uh, uh, biology, grade 11, grade 12. And when you look into those curriculum colleagues, CSE has been around with us. Since all of us, we did that. All those programs, yes. Yeah? All right, so, all right. so, so, this, so no, this is the information that we are giving so you. So maybe you can just round up so all that right. we can go back to the questions and, and, and answers because we still have others. Yes, and then yeah. the, other is, the, the other information that I want to let you know, there was a research also done to find out, to say, in Namibia, which age average that we can use research or evidence-based which learners start having sex in Namibia? How many, how many, how many have, uh, I think all of us are parents here. Uh, at which age in Namibia children start having sex? At which age? Let, let us be realistic. Let us not be emotional. At which age? What is it? The, te the, exactly. the teachers? Exactly. Nine, ten? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yes. It's fine. Right. We agree so, it's young. Yeah. We know so, uh, it's too young. Yeah. We know that. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The issue of social, I want to, re to, re to react to the question, I think, uh, say, Mr. V. v. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, as, as we are here in this room, this is statistics that the doctor presented. People were not aware, isn't it? Eh? Some people are saying, oh, 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 oh. At every level of humanity, you are invited to a meeting, you come out with, oh, experience, isn't it? Even politicians, when they are called, they are presented with information, they come up with a whole experience, and they take decisions, all right? So researchers, like consultants in Africa, they are making researches, and they want to present to the politicians as decision makers, and that was was done. That's okay. why it's a commitment came about to say, oh, I didn't know that in Namibia, the situation is like this. And for your information, uh, my sister, uh, Namunjebo, incidences of HIV in Namibia is going up in the age, in the young category. 
It's only that I don't know whether we have a nurse here. Any nurse? Any nurse here? Okay. Uh, because, is there a because, nurse? Yeah, it's, there a, it's nurse? only to indicate that. It's only, I, it's don't not want, like that? I don't want us to, to go out. I don't want us to go out. Hello? I don't want us to go out from here to say Namphia statistics should let us relax that we are okay. There's no more problem in the country. So why CSE? So the problem of HIV is among young people, and then some are born with it. You're, you have a son who is 10 years old or 12 years old in adolescence, accidentally having an affair with a HIV young, young girl, and he is not aware. So as, as a father, as a mother, as a church, what is it that we can do to protect or to give this message to our boys and the girls? What type of message? So these, these are issues. Okay, that we I want, want to round to up. Educate. Yes, we All want right? to round up. Thank you so much. Mr. Nifikwa, you must answer this question. Okay. I want to know when the Ministry of Education consulted the parents of the Republic of Namibia that there is fitting for the ministry to introduce comprehensive sexuality education in schools with the money of taxpayers. When did you consult parents in this country to be able to do that? Um, all right, I'm now given time there. Yeah. No, it's all of us, all of us. Yeah, us. so the, the issue is, <clears throat> Minister of Education is mandated to provide education holistically. Yeah. It is not ex excluding CSE, but all, all subjects. Be it a language, be it a mathematics, be it a biology, be it whatever. What, what is there is the curriculum panel, which is, which, which is given the mandate. I, I want to answer as per the structure, as to what happens in government. We have a National Institute for Education Development, which is the custodian of coming up with the curriculum to address issues, developmental issues of the country. They have what we call a curriculum panel for different subjects. And what they do, they get representatives from each region to come and congregate at Nied in Okahanja. And they get presentations from consultants and from the University of Namibia, from ministries, from whoever they congregate there. And it's where they debate the societal issues. Now the, the curriculum comes up. That's how it's being done. So now the consultation of parents. Uh, no, no, I, wa I want to listen to you because I'm taking it uh, to say this is an information sharing yes. session, mm -hmm. right? Which, which, which way, which consultation are, are you communicating? The parents. We're asking yes. about the parents. Yeah, but I, I know it's parents, but which platform, which way? I want you to go deeper, to say, okay, you guys consult us in this manner. Then we will feel we, we are consulted. Because, because you, you don't consult everybody. Wherever you go in All the right. world, Good. All right, you don't I consult everybody. You I'll pick people to come. Yeah, it's fine. Yes. It's fine. This engagement will clearly go on for a very, very long time. So I can tell you, Mr. Nifikwa, I've been involved with legislation, legislative drafting in this country. Specifically, I've worked with, some, with, the, with the Attorney General, I've worked with Law Reform Commission on specific pieces of legislation. It means that you go to regions, it means you call public meetings. We've just done it with the fishing quotas, we've just done it with NIF, the broad, the economic, the broad economic framework of the country. We've just done those consultations. The rooms were full across the country. We all know these things. I'm looking to you to tell us which date, which venue did you call us all in? Maybe all of us were not there. And that you asked us, can you please bring this, this, this agenda to us? And I also would love to know from you which adaptations have you made? Because if you say that the curriculum uh, need, for example, that they were involved in this, what did they change the, when America said this? What did they change to the Namibian reality, for example? The ministry must go back and go and interrogate themselves. And please don't give us template answers here this morning. We want 
answers here this morning because these are our children that we are talking here about. Okay. My name is Yanika, Yanika Kafuka. I work at a community center. It's called Beautiful Kids. We have different community centers in, in Namibia. Um, what I, um, I, I think all of us know there are a lot of issues when it comes to teenage pregnancy, HIV um, rates, and all of that. I think in that way we, we do not disagree. But from my experience in, in the work that I do, the big question is why do people have sex? Why do girls have sex? Young girls, why do they have sex? Is it because they really feel a need to have sex? From what I have seen, it's not the case. It's not because they want to have sex. It's because of issues that come from their childhood. It's because of not being raised in a family. It's not because of not having a father. It's because of not feeling loved. It's because of not knowing who they are and not having identity. Now teaching them that it is fine to have sex, my big question is on emotions. We are not speaking about emotions here. We just say it's fine for everyone to have sex as much as they want, as long as they agree. Now, these girls <coughs> will agree to have sex. One cannot say they did not want to, but why did they want it? It's because they wanted to feel accepted. Now, this guy that had sex with them goes off and has sex with someone else. That girl will be left behind, even feeling worse, than trying to find identity again in someone else. And I think this kind of curriculum is motivating that. In the end, it is not making someone more self-confident, making someone knowing what they want in their life and all of that, it's gonna create broken people that don't know who they are, that cannot even raise their own children because they don't know who they are, then that is what they're gonna speak to their children. So it's the emotional part that I was wondering, has there been any research done on people that live like this? And are they living the life that you would want them to live that is the vision? Of, of this program. Thank you very much. I think, Pastor Magazi, you talked about um, transsexual, transsexual relationships, I think, to that point. Um, thank you very much. Um, my question will, is about um, the Mr. Dr. Hengi Fikwara indicated that there are problems of, uh, of pregnancies that are arising up and therefore CSE. And um, Dr. Mangazi indicated that there is a document of the UN that says the, the parents have the rights to know what is being taught by their children, um, uh, to their children. And then Vision 2030 document also indicated that the, the, consulti uh, the, the document that should be consulted to make decisions by government should be um, uh, uh, like they should make a reference to the Bible. So when you indicated those issues that are causing teenage pregnancy, which I also feel that uh, then when CSE that was, was, was implemented, it's as if it's not looking at the uh, comprehensive, it's just looking at that part. Why, why didn't the, the, the government use the Bible as a textbook than that one? Because they are saying that the word of God should be central. Why should that be the central in solving our issues? Thank you. Then I have a corridor question down here to be fair and equitable. <laughs> uh, thank you. I actually just um, want to pose a question to the entire panel. So like my brother said earlier, he said that our children, I, I like the analogy that he used to say that the, if you give the nine-year-old a gun, you know what would happen, right? So clearly the kids are at war. So we, we I mean, uh, Pastor Shelley already alluded to the fact that her child last night asked her, or him, asked the, the curriculum about the sexual. So we can talk about and debate and have all the emotions rise, but it's already in the schools. So we are here now. So how can we then help our children who are in the system to be better armed and alert to fight this war. Um, so, so that's really, I, I'm looking at the solutions. We are here now, what can we do to help our children to then cope with this information that they can't handle? Is there a lawyer? 
I know, Dapewa, I'm looking at you. There are a couple of lawyers in this room. Wonderful. I forgot that you're here from the Ombudsman's office. Um, hi, my name is Ingrid. Um, I'm, a, I'm a human rights lawyer and I'm an advocate for children. So I want to ask the panel and I want to ask everybody here, um, who do you want to talk to your kids about, about sex? Um, and kids are in the world, not of this world, but they are in the world and they will hear stuff. Um, and really since comprehensive sexuality education is in schools already, what can you as a parent do to make sure that your child remains on the right path? And there are lots of very important things to discuss with your kids. Um, if the Bible says, for instance, that I made you male and female, what is an intersex person? Um, and like the lady raised, what is gender dysmorphia? Yeah. Kids need to know these things. Yeah. And it's best that they come from you as a parent. Thank you. Good. I have a follow-up question to that because I want to ask the lawyers to address this issue. And I'm going to state what my agenda is, Mr. Nifiqua, because I see you shaking your head when, she's, when she sounds like she's going your side. <laughs> I want to ask the lawyers, and I want to go to Mona's point, and I want you specifically to answer this question, and any other lawyers in the room. Can we take government to court in a class action to scrap comprehensive sexuality education? <laughs> If, 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 it violates, if it violates the right of a child when the child is being harmed or if there's a threat of harm, yes, you can. I know in South Africa, it's common for class action. They are very serious with the community issues. So, as she say, it is a violation, and there are evidence. As the curriculum is already introduced, and we can find evidence, we can come up together, put money together, and, and take the matter to court, take the, the government to task, because we know what is at stake. Thank you, Ms. Nifiqua. You heard us loud and clear in this matter. I'm not promoting anything. We're just like putting out our rights there that we have rights as republic citizens you know uh, i haven't given you an opportunity and then we'll come to the panel finally um my name is enzi i'm a parent of an eight-year-old and a ten-year-old um most of my points were really addressed by well, who my daughter would have called auntie dr pastor shirley but my question really is to you um so um, you said one of the benefits of this cse is the demographic dividend. Yes. I put it to you then that if I, as an active member of the working age population, which feeds the demographic dividend, decides that I do not want to be, my kids to be exposed to this, and I decide to leave this country, quite a number of people might follow me, then you're facing what would then go towards a demographic disaster because the country will be facing a brain drain. Has the ministry or the government really considered, A, of course, you've implemented this thing without consulting the people. Have you considered, if I don't have the money to sue the government, that perhaps to start rethink this thing because you will be facing a brain drain and then you are facing a demographic dividend because all the professionals will leave. Because we are not, because at the moment we are thinking, okay, I'm safe because my child is in the private school. Apparently, I won't be safe for long. So, to be fair, we will never have everybody, we will never have everybody ask questions. We will never have everybody make comments. Uh, I'm going to give the lady from the Ministry of Education a chance to... Where are the learners? Oh, they are learners. No, okay, no, I didn't know they were learners. Learners must have, but you are not learners. The learners look like this. So I'm coming to you, but I'm, let me give a learner a chance quickly. Very good. Um, good morning, everybody. My name is Rose Nkwazi. Um, for me, 
is that I believe that the parents, or most of us know that at home, in our tradition, say that um, talking about sex to a small child or to learners at school is a taboo. Okay, then, if you were to terminate the whole sexual education out of the schools, have you thought about how much the rate of pregnancies and how much the rate of HIV would increase? If you don't talk about it at home, where will they learn it from? Very good. Sorry, sorry. So there's a question. If we don't talk about it, what will happen to HIV? What will happen to teenage pregnancies? This lady will tell you what's currently happening in teenage pregnancies in schools because I get to go to a conference that she does every year and my job is to teach, what do you call them, teacher mothers? What do we call them? There's a correct learner political... Mothers. Learner mothers. And, and we talk to the learner mothers which numbers are just on the increase in schools. Thank you so much, Hilda. Uh, good afternoon to everyone. I'm, I'm actually happy to hear you all saying something. Oh, they can't. <laughs> all right. And um, the issue here, I will start also with the book. This book is not our curriculum, as Ms. Tangifikwa has said. We need to look at our curriculum what we offer in school. As he said, it's just a resource which you will choose to utilize or not. This is not our curriculum. So our curriculum, which will start with life skills grade four until grade 12, doesn't have all the things that are in that book. Why? Ours is a Namibian curriculum. And this is international extra resource for all the countries. There is a portion of abortion, which in Namibia is illegal. So that is not our curriculum at all. So when you think of taking the government to court, you are not going to present that book as our curriculum. You should focus to our curriculum. Thank you so much. And coming back to the questions and every question, we have a lot of questions to handle this. Hilda, we met a lot. She spoke to our girls also, to the issues, many issues to empower them. The teenage pregnancy issues are real. There is a lot of um, problems that are facing our young people. First, we should look at the adolescence part. They are developing. And when you are developing, you face a lot of challenges, especially identity crisis. You don't know who you are. We need to inform these children to know who they are, to make the right informed decisions. The ministry is not deciding for them. The ministry is equipping them, giving them information. And they are utilizing this information and make the right decision. There are parents that, are, that can speak to their children, having relationships, where they can speak openly about these issues. But there are those ones that don't go to that area. The children's minds doesn't work like the adults' mind. Their mind, there are things that they do and they don't think about consequences. Mm. They do first before they think about what can happen. They are so, they want to experiment a lot of things. And they read a lot of things. We cannot stay away from the information that we're supposed to give our children and say, this is not for them. When we start with life skills, we teach them, your body is yours. No one has the right to touch you at your private parts, not even your parents, unless you want so. 
we equip these children and we empower them to know it's my body. It's my private part. It's my vagina. It's my penis. They need to know the body parts. Nobody has the right to touch me there. If you are not telling the children about these things, they will hear them from the learners. Someone else who's having a hidden agenda, our children are in danger from human beings, not from animals, from adults even. They are being sodomized. These are things that we are facing every day. They are being raped. If we don't tell them that you should not allow somebody to do that to you, if they do speak out, then these children will end up just, you know. So the ministry is trying so much to reach to our children on our behalf also. But yes, sometimes we say, the biblical said so and so. Don't forget, Namibia is a secular country. We accommodate everybody. Yes, we are Christians. But don't forget that in the classroom of 60 children who are sitting there, some are Muslims, some are what? Some are what? And we are accommodating all the children. It doesn't matter which child is this one. The information that we are giving to them is the information that will help them, as I said before, to make an informed decisions. And sexuality is part of that. The issues of teenage pregnancies, we have many cases. You people, you are not aware. What we are facing every day, you don't know your children. Children are having many faces. When they are at home, they are different. When they are at school, they are different. So we are facing a lot. And they might open to the teacher who's sitting here, and he's also a pastor, and also open up with a lot of things that you don't know at home. Those children never talk about these issues to you because yeah. you are closed off. Okay. You are <laughs> I love her. This is, this is what teaching looks like. This is what passion looks like. You know, give me a mic, I will speak. Give me no mic, I will still speak. I'm sorry, we are out of time. Guys, truly, we will be here the whole day. Uh, we will be... There are so many people looking at me with really cute faces. So Caroline is not going to work because Pastor Seth Hesselman is looking at me. I fear him more than I do you. So if he can't ask his question, nobody can. So let me ask the panel to round up, to give your conclusive remarks, anything you want to say. The NGO sector, you guys are going to have to talk to us a little later uh, because that one will be a long discussion because I have lots to say about the NGOs because their money is getting less now because Donald Trump has decided no more Planned Parenthood money. Yeah? So, guys, it's too much. Now it's out of order. 30 minutes, 30, 30 seconds, Pastor. discussion about the CSE. And I think the government is waiting for a paper response from the church. So um, I fear that, that this will be just one of the forums where we just discuss what are we going to do, what will be the feedback to the government. Because there's a lot of opinions here. There's a lot of issues that we raise here. And a lot of emotion, but emotions will not change the opinion of the government. Just read the newspaper. Homosexuality will be part of our life within the next year. Just read the statement of our First Lady. It's on our doorsteps. And we cannot have church the way that we are having church now. We need to change our strategy. We cannot just bring emotions to the table. 
we must speak with a prophetic voice to the government. Wonderful. So, the floor is yours. Conclusive remarks, Dana Sonsklar. Thank you. I think one of the things which was missing, people sometimes think church does not teach about sex and sex education. Most churches have programs on these topics, which is value-based. It's not just neutral things. So when you talk to educators in this, they think church is just saying no sex and there's no talk and those kind of things. But there are churches which having very good programs on these topics. And then the issue of parents, they were saying that it's true that parents need to be empowered so that we will be helping our children. We cannot now entrust them to the TV and only to the school. There is that role of empowering of parents to be able to counter these things. Because these things are reality and it's coming. As I say, UNESCO want next week for pastors with a toolkit based on CSE. Next week we will be in Johannesburg, four of us from here. Because this is just the introduction. The thing is coming. So let us descend what is happening. Um, I think from my end is, is just coming back again that we need to get to the drawing board because clearly um, CSA is not addressing the issues. All these issues we have talked about uh, relates to sexual reproductive health and social issues, not sexuality, not in its form as comprehensive sexual education. Statistics is showing us, yes, we have high teenage pregnancy. Is the root cause sexuality? No. Statistics have shown us that it is structural issues, behavioral issues, social issues that are causing the state of where we are in. Are we against a comprehensive sexual education? Depends on the content. Um, clearly from my discussion already yesterday from my child, that was not sex education, that was sexuality, different forms of sexuality. So it is as much as what we're saying that we've Namibianized it, we have taken from this. What is it that you want to achieve with informing my son about different types of sex? Statistic tells us that our HIV is being driven by heterosexual intercourse. Let's address that. If it is that our kids are being sodomized, let's address that. They're being sodomized not because of their own will, supposedly. So let's address the issues. So I'm going back again to the Ministry of Health and saying I want to applaud you for having taken the responsibility to address issues. But I also want to say that we are not really addressing, addressing the issue. Let us be informed by what is at stake. And not, if, if this is a resource material, when you do your studies, where do you get your information from? What informs you to write your paper is the resource material. If this is the resource material and the teacher is standing there, because we don't have the textbooks for these things. We don't have them. So they're going to use what resource? They're going to use the resource that is available. And this resource that is available is going to tell them about this and this and this and that. And so if we are saying this is a resource that's beautiful, let us open up the different resources. At the same time, statistics NSF is telling us that limited parental engagement is fueling where we are. We're saying, Minister of Education, get us on board. We have bought uh, uh, um, uh, school boards. We have parents' meetings. There are ways that you can engage the parents so that they can be informed and they can play their role as well and empower the parents. Right now, as parents, we are disempowered. We feel that our responsibility has been taken from us and it has been given to the government and government is running with it. 
What solutions are we coming up with as churches to be able to say something about this? That's obviously a question that needs to be asked. What are we as parents going to do about this? We're saying that we want to be involved. Get us involved. We have the platforms to be involved. Empower us so that we are able to have these constructive discussions with our children. In conclusion, we need to get to the drawing board. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this opportunity. Um, again, the leadership of uh, Every Nation Church. Where is my pastor? My, my sister. I'm not saying him pastor. I, I took away the, the title. My, my, my sister. Thank you, thank you so much. This is the the way to go. You can only understand someone if you have engaged that person. And this is one way, one of the ways to understand each other. I know these terminologies that we are talking about, me included, we don't understand them at the same level. Some for the first time, some 50%, some 100%. We need to engage each other. Thank you, we have lawyers. We will engage. Um, I had a, a meeting with my minister. I, I briefed them, and this is one of the, the series. I will be with the parliamentarians, I think within two weeks, engaging. There will be another big conference, church leaders in, in the northern part of the country. We wanted to, to get the feelings of each each, each, you know, sets of societies. Business people, what are you saying? Nurses, what are you saying? Church leaders, what are you saying? Uh, uh, traditional healers, what are you saying? <laughs> they are all, all what I said are parents. Yes. Everybody, everybody is a parent. School boards. School boards, what are you saying? The beautiful, the owners of the information, young people, what are you saying? So we, we will create that uh, national parliament, then we generate the information that will shape the way forward. Right? Very good. Is, is, is that clear? Thank you very much. And, uh, once again, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity. Um, it's, it's only to, to indicate that uh, the time is too mm. short. Mm. I don't know, maybe we should organize another. Mm. Yeah? yeah. Then, then we come together. Very good. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. To the panel, ladies and gentlemen, please give them a warm round of applause. We appreciate your time. Um, thank you very much for preparing for this. It's clear you've prepared adequately. That's why the content is so good. Our pastor's coming. Ah, we've got gifts for you. Yeah, so we want to say thank you in a practical manner. So we're just waiting for them to bring the gifts. Verna? Okay, and then just to say thank you to you in a tangible way. There's lots of work to be done. I think today we were just um, revitalized, refocused, so that we can go out there and make sure that this war that we're fighting about our children, that it's a war we will win, but it's a war we must engage, and we must engage it on many levels. But guys, don't stand by and watch, and then complain and toy-toy later, like it was said. Let's engage now. Maybe just important for you to know that as this church, we are really serious about being a prophetic voice in this nation, and consequently, uh, we also have a legislative forum uh, and what we do with the Legislative Forum, we've got a couple of lawyers, business people, uh, just members of the congregation involved. And what we do is we're, we're deliberating on legislation in regards to same-sex marriage. We're deliberating in regards to, uh, with legislation on, in terms of abortion. 
Um, and that information is being distributed in the body at the moment and we will meet quite soon because what we're planning to do is hand over to government a physical submission from the body of Christ on what must happen with abortion, what we think must happen with same-sex marriage and as well as cohabitation because those are the three pieces of legislation that government is looking at actively and we are engaging with the Attorney General and the Minister of Justice in that regard. So thank you. We will ask you to participate in that regard. Um, so this is not the end. This is only a beginning of sorts. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Mr. Nifikwa just wants to say something short. Short, short. Um, quick, quickly, something that I, I cannot uh, leave without touching. Um, the curriculum is reviewed every five years. So it's not fixed. Again, as, as we are getting your, your, your sentiments, we will then say, okay, uh, the churches are saying this, parents are saying that, these groups are saying this. Okay, let's now, in the next round of reviewing the curriculum, let's, let's address issues. So, with, that, no, it was reviewed in um, 2014. Now, we are, I think next year, we are going to review that. Yeah? They were okay, okay. Um, yeah, I will. Uh, yeah, I will check. Then uh, we can we can uh, can give you the, the the website. All right. Yeah, we're done. I hand over to Pastor Hilma. Closing prayer and then we're out. Thank you. Mm. Thank you so much, everyone. We hope that it was worth your Saturday morning to come to this meeting. And we really, as um, Pastor Nick also said, we want to do something about this. We don't just want to talk, but we really want to see change coming. So um, let's keep praying for change and let's start engaging and saying, what can we as a church do concerning this? So I want to close for us in prayer, and then we can be off. So Father, we want to thank you so much for everything that you've done here this morning. And we say to you, belong all the glory and all the honor. And therefore we pray that as we continue to think about this curriculum, to engage uh, with all the different forums that, that are coming still in the future, we really echo that prayer again. And we say, Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done in the nation of Namibia as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you for that. I pray your blessing and your protection over each and every single person that has come out today, Father God. May you guide them and lead them all the, all the days of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.